Sri Vishnu Sahasranama, name 938, is Vidisha. This is another of those names which is not so straightforwardly understandable unless one is already deeply uh, absorbed in the study of Vishnu Sahasranama or unless one has a very uh, competence in Sanskrit. This name and the next two names all are derived from and include the root dish in them. Dish, uh, which has meanings like direction, order, command, or otherwise dhanam, giving, bestowing. The next three names, or this and the next name, vidisha, this name, vyadishaha, and dishaha. And the different commentators on Vishnu Sahasranam take different combinations of these meanings to explain these names. Parasha Bhatta takes the meaning to be one whose nature, the, the, the very nature of the Supreme Lord and his forms and his qualities. It means he's spread out everywhere. Uh, and therefore, can be reached everywhere. The previous name was Gabhiratna, one who has great, got great depth, immeasurable, right? unfathomable, immeasurable. Uh, so this name, Vidisha, means he who is immeasurable because they're spread out everywhere in all directions. That's the point, in all directions. The, the Sanskrit is given a Parasha Bhattas commentary. Tesham vinaya gadgada stuti giram asya dure vividha dishaha deshaha iti vidisha. So it, I'm, I'm trying to do some unpacking of this, that those who pray to him in humble words with voices choked. Uh, they can reach him even though he is seemingly at a distance. Uh, but he's everywhere also. That's my attempted translation of that. The demigods even praise him in very, they may praise him, or the, the devotees praise him with very feeling words, but still his qualities are beyond their reach. So he's, he's spread out, he's above, he's everywhere. We can't fully catch him even though we try. Here's an interesting quote from the Divya Prabhandams. The four-headed Brahma and Shiva praise him till their tongues get scarred. 
Uh, it's an unusual usage. But he doesn't reveal himself to them. But he becomes revealed to devotees like Prahlad. Now, of course, Brahma and Shiva are also devotees, but the point is being made that just by their position of being such powerful personalities within the universe, that doesn't endear himself, that, that doesn't endear them to him. But he becomes revealed to great devotees like Prahlad. The example is given in the Divya Prabandham. And we can say, continuing this discussion of Gajendra, that who cares for an elephant in the forest? There's so many elephants in the jungle. Nowadays, not so many as there used to be due to culling and so many things, less jungles than there used to be. Uh, just an animal. But Krishna cares for him more than he does for Brahma. And we'll see that also when we get to Baladeva Vidyabhushan's commentary on this name. Simply by their, the point is that simply by their position, ah, they're, they're very powerful, but the position doesn't give them the qualification to understand God. That's true of any position. One may be a, a highly lauded guru uh, in, a, in a high post, but it's simply by having the designation guru, it doesn't necessarily mean that one is qualified to know God. Of course, it's hoped and expected that one who is a guru in Krishna consciousness does have contact with God, uh, but it's not just being in the post that gives you the uh, access to God, but by humble, feelingful prayers. Uh, Shiva and Brahma pray to him in humility and devotion. Uh, but again, it's not the post. Mm. All the different Shivas and Brahmas, they, they can't, for all their tremendous ability and comprehension, again, this is like the previous name, Gaviradna, they cannot fully realize the greatness of the Supreme Lord. Uh, his greatness is far beyond the reach of understanding of even Brahma and Shiva and what to speak of other demigods. But he ready, readily and willingly comes to help Gajendra uh, just with one cry of distress. So many people are praying to God, one cry of distress from Gajendra. He's there. Another meaning can be deduced from this name. So many meanings can be deduced. One who can be reached from all directions. Now, now that might give us some idea of the uh, saying, Joto mot toto pot. All paths lead to the same goal. 
it's not exactly that. But by the path of, by following the Vedic path, one automatically comes in contact with him because he is the goal of karma, yagyas, jnana. Of course, it does, it is very helpful to be under the guidance of a spiritual leader who directs one's karma and one's philosophical search toward Vishnu. But if one is in contact with the Vedic culture, one will be in contact with Vishnu. So all directions, well, all means within the Vedic culture. It's not that one can be a, a worshipper of Satan and come toward him by doing so. Uh, wherever we are, we can call on him. We see Muslims all over the world, wherever they are, five times a day they're supposed to bow down in the direction of Makkah. But our Vedic understanding is that although there are, to follow, if we follow all the rules and regulations of Shastra, there are certain directions we're supposed to face in, uh, Digvicha, consideration of direction, is a part of Vedic culture. There's certain directions we're supposed to face in when chanting Brahma, Brahma Gayatri according to the time of day and the concomitant position of the sun, but really calling to Krishna is heart to heart. We can do that anywhere, anytime, any place. We can call out to Krishna. And if we call out sincerely, he'll be very happy to respond to us. Shankaracharya gives the meaning of the name Vidisha, as one who bestows all benefits on his devotees, especially, uh, or to everyone, as they deserve it. And again, we see that other names prior to this have been interpreted in similar ways. So there's an overlap when we're getting up in the 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 final stages, in the, now we've got just over 60 names less to, left to discuss, which isn't much when we consider there are a thousand in all. So we're going to find some overlap in the meaning of the names. He's everywhere, he pervades everything, everywhere in all directions. There is no place where he's not present, as Lord Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita. Maya tatamidam sarvam jagadavyakta murti na matsthani sarvabhutani nachahang teshvavastitaha. By me, in my unmanifested form, this entire universe is pervaded. All beings are in me, but I am not in them. Some years ago, I heard a discussion of one of our ISKCON sannyasis with some atheists. 
And one of the atheists said, well, you say God is everywhere. Is he in my pocket? It seems difficult one to answer because people will say, look in the pocket, I don't see any God. How can you say that the supreme being is in my pocket? One has to understand the science of God to understand that, yes, he is in your pocket, but not in the way that you might think that he possibly could be. He's within every atom. Otherwise, the atoms couldn't move and interact. He's the vital principle in everything. We'll find that in the name prana. Still to come is the name prana jivana. He's the life of everything. So he is everywhere, but we have to understand how that is so. Skepticism will not help. Uh, Vidisha, vid, the uh, prefix is there, or that verb form, which is uh, well known. It's based on vid, from that comes the term vidya and veda. Vid means to know. So, Satya Sandha Tirtha of the Madhva Sampradaya breaks down the name to mean that uh, vid means to know and sham comes from sukham so vidishi jnanisham sukham yasmat savidisha he is the cause of happiness in those who are knowledgeable and of course when we're discussing in vedantic circles about knowledge it means brahma vidya knowledge about the, the supreme principle. So there's happiness in understanding about Brahman, about God. So the happiness that is there, Brahma Sukh, spiritual happiness, that is He. He is the cause of that. Uh, when we come in contact with Him, naturally we, we become happy because he is all happiness, Satchidananda, eternal, conscious, meaningful happiness is he, Vidisha. Another commentator, Raghunatha Tirtha, explains vi, vi as a prefix is a very common one, means atishayena, which means uh, to a great degree. Dishati means Upadishati, to give instructions. So he who, in a very special way, uh, gives instruction, and particularly this name is broken down to mean that he instructs very well, uh, especially in the matter of uh, performing sacrifices. And this explanation could equally apply to his revelation of all the scriptures. He reveals it very well or in great detail. Baladev Vidya Bhushan gives the meaning of the name as 
avidesha. That's possible. We find many of the names, they're, inter they're interpreted one way by some uh, pundits and in the opposite way by others by prefixing with a, which is possible if you understand some basic rules of Sanskritam. So Avidasha, he does not specific does not specifically vit the prefix vit means in a special way or in uh, so Avidasha he doesn't give any special direction, command, and Baladevidyabhushan is interpreting these names, this particular series of names that we're covering now, in terms of the Brahmavimohana Leela, how Brahma became bewildered when he attempted to uh, outwit Krishna. So Avidisha, he did not specifically give any order to Brahma. He didn't give him any, he didn't elaborate anything. Krishna didn't give any verbal command. He was thinking, Brahma knows all the Vedas, but he's disturbed with my lunch with my friends. So Krishna, rather than giving any verbal command, simply with a gesture told, indicated to Brahma, just go. That's all. That's all. For Vidisha. Vancha kalpa tarupyas charkripa asindubya evacha patita anam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namaha.